Wednesday, February 8th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Million Dollar Portfolio, Charlie Travers, and from Motley Fool Pro, Jeff Fisher. Gentlemen. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Good to see you. You too. Uh, we have got two stocks that are going in opposite directions. We will start with Buffalo Wild Wings. Better than expected fourth quarter earnings, and the shares are up more than 14% this morning. Charlie, what do you think? Uh, how often do we have to tell people it's a bad idea to bet against beer, sports, and wings? <laughs> it's pretty rock and quarter for Be Wild. Revenue is up 28%. Earnings per share was up 30 And what I find even more interesting was that quarter by quarter, as 2011 went on, same-store sales got stronger and stronger. And I think what got the market excited today was CEO Sally Smith saying that trajectory that trend continued into Q1 of this year. And that wow. for 2012, their guidance is 20% EPS growth, which is very solid for a company of this size. Now, we were talking before we started taping, just yesterday, there were a couple of analysts who downgraded the stock ahead of the earnings report because they, and they cited commodity costs Basically, rising chicken yeah. prices were going to hurt this company. Give those boys a bonus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a rookie move. I mean, you don't come out and say something like that the day before earnings. It's much safer to but, not stick your head yeah, out. It, Wall Street still does it all the time. Right. They're trying to make a name for themselves, clearly, by make, making this bet right before the news. Yeah. Where yeah. You know the stock is going one way or the other after the news. They're, they're hoping they're right. It's a stupid move. But to that point, uh, we've talked before about companies that have pricing power. Yes, commodity costs are rising. Does, does Buffalo Wild Wings have that type of pricing power, or are they just... They move ro- a lot of chickens. Or, or, right. are they, or are they just rocking it so much in their operations that it affects them less than it would affect another company? They have enough diversity in the menu to shift the price increases around. You know, Maybe sometimes they'll bump it a nickel or a dime on the French fries, or beer is very easy to raise prices on, <laughs> for example. You know, so there's a lot of ways to get around the commodity cost increases. What I love about the story is they have, Chris, you were saying they have about 820 stores. They'll have 900 this year. And Charlie, you were saying before the taping, they expect to have 1,500 in the long term. In North America. In North America, which just points to how how far these consumer-branded restaurants can really go. You have Panera, Chipotle, P.F. Chang's, Buffalo Wild Wings. For years, people have been saying many of these stocks are overvalued, and for years, they just keep growing and growing. Does Buffalo Wild Wings have a primary competitor in the in the public market, uh, Hooters is a private company, so you know that doesn't count. And it, it really seems like they're not really competing with, for example, Chipotle right. um, mm-hmm. in the same way that other fast casual restaurants are. Right. There's no shortage of casual dining concepts in this price point, but nobody really nails the sports bar kind of vibe where you're going to go and watch college football or you know the Sunday night football games in the same way that Be Wild does. I'd say their main competitor is the local uh, brew pubs or local sports bars that people go to. And with their kind of distribution efficiencies, it's easy for Be Wild to come in and plant their flag in the ground. Yeah, that's the thing. If you can take a, a broad theme like burritos or a sports bar and nationalize it, mm-hmm. it becomes a rally point for all. When you're meeting your friends, let's just go to Chipotle and grab a burrito. Let's go to you know, it becomes the theme. So you see all these local competitors that want, have one or two stores but don't have the efficiencies and then don't have the brand name anymore lose out. So growth is clearly the opportunity for Buffalo Wild Wings. What is the big challenge? What gets in the way of them effectively, efficiently getting to that 1500 mark? 
Uh, we talked with Chipotle because Jeff's brought that up, and they say one of the challenges for their expansion is not finding real estate or having the money to expand, but getting good people at the manager level, at the mm-hmm. regional manager level to uh, you know, kind of make sure that the new stores you're putting down run as efficiently as your old ones, and that's, that's a big challenge. One small chain to watch is BJ's Restaurants. I don't know if you know not them, familiar. Charlie. They're, they're small. They're mainly in the south, and they're an upscale kind of family dining experience that that may compete a little bit with with Buffalo Wild Wings. That's, although that's not connected to BJ's wholesale at all. Though, no, it, it? Isn't, okay. no, it isn't. And I don't believe they're a sport bar, but it's it's worth looking into online. BJ's restaurants they look like really nice locations. I'm just starting to research that. Uh, just to wrap up on Buffalo Wild Wings, the stock is at an all time high today. Uh, how do you like it going forward? Is it is it too richly valued? Is is this still a buy even? At an all-time high? What do you think? Uh, I personally do not have a good track record calling me wild. <laughs> we used to own shares, and we sold it way too early. Uh, I, I, I think there's no harm in buying into a uh, business of this caliber. In Motley Fool Options, my co-advisor, Jim Gillies, has bought the call options on the company and written calls against them. So it's a diagonal call that that earns income on the shares as long as they stay in a range or go up. So there's some bullishness there still. I'm assuming that Jim Gillies really did his homework because just talking, he's not a sports guy. So, I mean, I, I, he's clearly not, he's going maybe for the beer and the wings. He's not going for the sports. This like, is true. He, yeah. Unless it's hockey. Yes. That's true. He is a hockey. Well, he's, he's Canadian. Yeah. I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a national law. You have to be a hockey fan. <laughs> or, or cycling. He's a big cycler. Or get out. Uh, <laughs> uh, shares of Western Union down more than 8% this morning on its latest earnings. Jeff, profit up 86%. That sounds like a good quarter. Wow, who's sending all this money around? What, <laughs> what is the problem here? What really happened is there was a large one-time tax benefit in these results. Sales were only up uh, actually about 5% and earnings less than 10%, which is pretty good for a company of this age and with, with this mature of a, of a business line. But sales were a bit shy of what people expected, and that's why the shares are, are getting hit right now. Um, in terms of direct competitors, uh, there's MoneyGram International, mm-hmm. but when you expand beyond that, you've got PayPal, owned by eBay. Um, American Express has you know their own sort of money transfer business. Um, what is the biggest competitor? What's the biggest threat to a company like Western Union? You also have the internet as a whole, and you have yeah. smartphones as payments start to go through smartphones. So what, what Western Union is against is electronic payment, electronic payments of any form. So that's a that's a pretty heady <laughs> that's, competitor. That's a tough trend at this yeah, moment in time. Old trend to buck there. <laughs> and now you have like Mastercard, which we own in Motley Fool Pro. They are competing against cash. Some eighty percent of all transactions are still cash, and so that's an easy competitor. You can keep taking market share. But Western Union is competing against the opposite: all forms of electronic payment, which is clearly growing. What Western Union has their benefit is they have the largest physical money transfer network in the world, nearly 400,000 locations, Mm -hmm. and they serve the unbanked, the people who don't have a bank account and who need to send money. In a lot of cases, it's family-to-family transfers. Now, more than 80% of Western Union's money is a personal money transfer between countries, typically. So these are people who are perhaps working in the U.S. and need to send money to Central America, say. Mm -hmm. And their best choice is Western Union, not only because it works for them. They, they may have web access here in the U.S., but if their family in Honduras does not, then they need to use a Western Union location. So bottom line is I think Western Union has a long 
road ahead of it where it can keep cranking in cash flow. It makes $1 billion a year in free cash flow because there are always going to be these, these unbanked people. But they're slowly going to get eaten up by electronic payments, and that's the cheap valuation on the stock reflects that. Is money transfer in any way an economic indicator? Is it the sort of thing where if, if money transfers, whether it's through Western Union or you know through any of these other services that we've talked about, if that's on the rise, is that automatically a, a net positive, an indication, okay, people are, are making more money, they have more money, they're sending it to people who need it? It certainly is. It's the velocity of money. It's what Bernanke is pushing everyone to to participate in, of course. And so Western Union is closely related to the economy and GDP as a whole and employment. When employment fell, of course, their revenues declined. Yep. Now, what I worry about with the stock, now we have it in Motley Fool Options. We own the shares and write a strangle or straddle on it, which is just an option income strategy. We've made 22% in two years, even though the stock has been flat. Okay, We're fine if the shares stay flat. What I'm worried about is I think the market is overestimating how they can perform the next couple of years with 15% EPS growth this year expected. And that's largely on the heels of increased employment. I just think that's that's ambitious. Yeah, when you look at the stock over the last year, the last two years, the last five years, it is it is lost to the market mm-hmm. oh, yeah. over all oh. of those time frames. Is that uh, you know uh, to use our friend Joe Mager's uh, uh, line? Is it a value play or is it a value trap? Well, Uncle Joe, <laughs> sorry Joe, Joe Mager, who uh, had it in inside value, sold it a few years ago, maybe uh-huh. a year ago. Uh, in exchange for eBay and PayPal and MasterCard or Visa, I can't recall one one of those. Either way, it was a brilliant move. I was going to say it seems like a yeah. good trade on Joe's part. I completely agree with it. We own MasterCard and Pro. I own Visa myself. Um, I'd rather own those than Western Union any day. But Western Union is a good income stock. It, it yields two point two percent, and the options on it as well can pay you another five six percent. Right? Yeah. Just to add on to Jim's comment about the income, they just raised the dividend for Jeff. Our, yeah, Either add one. on what Jeff just said. They <laughs> raised the dividend from eight cents to ten cents every quarter to get your two percent yield, but their payout ratio is very low. They have room, I think, to even double the dividend. Um, they've raised it a couple times in the past few years, and I expect that trend to continue. And they are fighting to get into the electronic payment world as well, of course. But that's that's a, that's a tough battle. Uh, we will close with something we haven't done in a while, and that is a quiz. It is a, a Western Union quiz. Uh, first question: the first <laughs> telegraphed message in the United States was sent by Samuel Morse on May 24th, 1844. What did the message say? Did it say, A, what hath God wrought? B, God bless America? Or C, can you hear me now? Charlie, what do you think? <laughs> I got to go with, can you hear me now? <laughs> I'll go with uh, A. What ha- yeah, what hath God wrought? Yes, Jeff is correct. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Really? Can you hear me now? Come on. I knew that was wrong. <laughs> Uh, in 1933, Western Union introduced the first money transfer, singing telegram, or fax machine. What, what was think? the year? 1933, Western Union introduced the first money transfer, singing telegram, or fax machine. Jeff, what do you think? Money transfer. Charlie? I would say because the technology would seem similar, I'm going to go with fax machine. Uh, both good guesses, both wrong. Singing telegram. <laughs> This, oh, that that would have been more fun. I should have yeah. gone with that one. What was its song? Do we know? Um, uh, I, happy birthday. Yeah, probably happy yeah. birthday. That's <laughs> I mean, that's sort of the old standard. Uh, and finally, 
1941 film Western Union was based on the Zane Grey novel and featured notable action stars Randolph Scott and Robert Young. True or false? This sweeping epic was nominated for several Academy Awards, including Best Cinematography. Charlie, you're a big movie buff. Yeah, I got to say false. (laughs) You said sweeping. You used the word sweeping. Sweeping. I need to say true. Uh, Charlie's right. It was (laughs) false. Shut out. (laughs) I don't get I mean, now I haven't seen the movie. I need to see it. Is it on Netflix? (laughs) It's a 1940s Western with Randolph Scott. I mean, that's right there. I mean, that's that's gold. That's got to be gold. (laughs) Horses Uh, involved in everything. Absolutely. Jeff Fisher, Charlie Travers. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Charlie, you still taking us to Buffalo Wild Wings now? Yeah. So if I put the over-under at 16 wings on my last Be Wild visit, would you take the over or the under? Over. I take the over. Yeah, 18. Oh! Mango habanero. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's hot. That's hot stuff, man. Man, Charlie just brings it.